Everybody ready? Everybody's working for the weekend. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. It's Friday. I'm in love. Let's get rolling. is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Football Friday on the Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, broadcasting live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Prices so low to blow your mind, it's the warehouse. Lemma Harrington, Coach Mack will be along in a moment. Uh, Gordon Monson, of course, Jake Scott with you. We'll talk a lot of football today, but there is a press conference scheduled to yeah. start at 2 o'clock, and we will sometimes, carry that live. Sometimes you concede. You can, sometimes you concede your time. To, uh, to the high profile and, and the uh, more important guest, which is going to be Ryan Smith. Well, when uh, the ownership has changed hands for the Utah Jazz yeah. twice in Gordon, what would it be the last uh, 40 years? <laughs> uh, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a big story. So we will yeah, carry that live. No doubt. And, uh, Gordon, I, I enjoyed your column. Uh, in the trip today, by the way, Gordon had a big, long interview and column on uh, on Ryan Smith. Talked to him a lot. Uh, I did have one question for you, though, Gordon. Yes, sir. What on earth is a plot hound? It's a Gordon dog. Used, Gordon used uh, the, what the, kind of dog is it? He said, "In this sports analogy, fits like a custom Rawlings baseball glove." Seeing that the business polymath, which I don't know what that means either, is a compet- is as competitive as a plot hound in a crowded pack on the last piece of meat. <laughs> pl- what kind of dog is a plot, plot hound? That's like, yeah. <laughs> let me just ask me that. Uh, and that's like asking what kind of dog is a beagle? No. A plot hound not. is a plot hound. I'm Raise your that. hand. And one hand on the wheel if you're driving, if you know what a plot hound is. And I'm not worried about anybody's safety right now because they both, they, everybody's got both hands on the wheel. Nobody is raising their hands right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I, I read that, Gordon, and, uh, you know, it, it, it was a great column, but I yeah. was like, what on earth? You are a beautiful writer, a plot uh, hound. Gordon. I have, to, I, you know, I have to say that. Don't compliment no. him. Writing, writing is an art it is uh, not everybody can write, man. And, and uh, you know, I've had producers over the years that some of them could write and some of them were terrible, terrible. Not so good. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's, there's a special gift for, for those that can write. And, uh, Gordon, you, you, you do a lovely job with that and painting the picture. Thanks, so, Oma. I appreciate yeah. that. Coming from you, that means a lot. Uh, Jake knows because I told him as this. I interviewed uh, Ryan uh, a couple days ago, and I sat down and wrote that sucker. <laughs> mm. And it's like four thousand words long. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, it's pretty lengthy, but but uh, he was good enough to uh, grant me some time to, to talk, and uh, and this is uh, this is what uh, came out of it. 
now can I, can I ask you a question, Gordon? So uh, peek behind the curtain. Uh, sometimes the, the Joe Baird and and the the Trib gets a little grouchy with Gordon because his columns yeah. uh, are a too little, many words, uh, too many words. Yeah, yeah. a little long. And you know, Gordon. Oh wait, 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 wait. They're not too yeah. many words. They're just it, it, it's it's just that in the print edition. There's only so much room. Right. It's, so, it's not so what you're saying, too. it's not too many words. It's exactly the amount of words necessary to tell the story. <laughs> well, that That's might it. not that might not always be what the end result is, but certainly the goal. <laughs> and I always I always write to what I think something is worth. And I thought Ryan Smith was worth every mm-hmm. every one of those words. Oh, okay. So and, uh, my real quick, my question then is. What was Joe's reaction when he saw the length? What did, what did he, Joe he say saw when, the, he saw, when he saw the length? I warned him. Oh, I warned you him. softened mm-hmm. the blow? Yeah, yeah. I warned but him. I, I said I'm, that. I'm sure there's some agreement that, that it, would be, it wouldn't be wasted words. It was, it, it was going to be a great column um, on, a, on a topic that, that people are, are, I think, craving for information. And I've been on a couple of different interviews where where um ryan has jumped on with with the the uh with the the group meaning the the the, uh um you know the jazz family so to speak and um and i and bowler did a 30 minute interview uh with with ryan and and his wife and and um we're going to start airing portions of that and I was with Bowler on Wednesday. I'm like, tell me, like, what, 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 what'd you guys talk about? I mean, I think people really want to know. All right. Well, in fact, let's go. Uh, the press conference uh, begins now. Learn more about you. So, before I open for questions, would you like to just go ahead and share any remarks? Yeah, for sure. Like, look, it's been uh, it's been a surreal experience to go through this process. We're excited. Um, you know, in the last. Uh, it's, it's been pretty tough though, not being able to talk or, or do any media or share anything. I mean, we signed Donovan, we brought Faves and Clarkson back and just to be quiet throughout that whole process has been pretty tough. So I'm excited to actually be able to, to be able to address you all. All right, great. Well, we are excited to have you here, as I said, and we're gonna go ahead and jump right into questions now. Uh, first up will be David James, KUTV David. Hey Ryan, David James from KUTV and the Zone Sports Network. I'm I'm curious. You allude to all those uh, key player moves, and obviously the Gobert uh, extension deal is out there. And I, I'm just curious. We've seen you on the ground floor. What kind of relationship do you have with uh, Gobert? What kind of relationship do you have with Quinn Snyder and with Dennis Lindsay? How long have you known these people, and and how have you gotten to know them before you came in as an owner? Yeah. So, Hey David, thanks for the question. So first of all, like, um, you know, the Millers always treated, you know, I sat next to Greg at all the games and they always treated me, um, and my family, like we were part of this. And so naturally with that came getting to know Quinn. I mean, Quinn, Quinn coached literally where I sat in front of my feet, he tripped over my feet almost every game. And, um, and, you know, through five for the fight and just seeing the organization and the players, um, you know, we, we were able to develop a, a pretty good relationship. Um, and, you know, Rudy, Rudy's one of those. I mean, I, I couldn't be more thrilled that um, with Donovan and, and where we're at and, and his commitment to Utah and saying, and then as well as, um, you know, I love Rudy. Like, I, I mean, I see everything he does and have so much respect for him. And um, we definitely hope he's going to be here for a really long time. 
Great. Uh, next question will be from Ben Anderson. Ben? Uh, ben Anderson, kslsports.com. Ryan, as you transition from fan to having a financial and kind of business uh, interest in the team, what, what do you hope you don't lose from your fandom? What do you hope doesn't go away? You know, the jazz for me and my family are uh, a way to kind of slip away from the world a little bit. It's been, um, it's been something that, that we've been able to do as a family and my extended family um, and a big part of our lives. And we get time as a family driving up to the game and it's fun. And I've told my wife, I've told everyone that this, we're going to have fun. If this gets to the point that it's not fun, then something, something went wrong. And it doesn't mean it's not going to be hard. It doesn't mean there's not going to be ups and downs. I mean, it's, it's, it's the NBA and that's just the way it goes. But at the end of the day, um, we're just going to have fun. And that's, that's what I'm excited about. All right. Next question. Tony Jones, Tony. Hey, Ryan, this is uh, Tony Jones from The Athletic. Um, hey, what's up, man? How are you? How are you? Good, Congratulations. Um, hey, thanks. What are some of the things as, a, as an owner, um, you know, from a unique small market perspective that you feel that you can take up? And have you reached out to any of the owners like, hey, how do you do this? And what are some of the things that, you know, I can do to, to be better in, in, in what I'm about to endeavor? Yeah. So this is a good question. I mean, um, so on the ownership side, yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've been fortunate enough to get to know quite a few owners over the years. And once this deal happened, you know, I, I talked to Balmer, I've talked to Cuban a bunch and, um, you know, everyone's got their own style. And I, I think, you know, the first question I get asked is like, what type of owner are you going to be? How's this going to come in? And it's like, that's, that's too complicated. I'm just going to be Ryan and this is who I am. I've already run a pretty large organization for a long time and trying to switch off from being a different person there to a person here that just, it really doesn't fly. And I think if you look around the league, people are just being themselves and um, you know, what, what you can contribute there. As far as the market in Utah, look, um, Utah's, Utah's on a tear right now. I mean, you can barely find a house here. I mean, this market with COVID, with the macro trends that are going on, with everyone moving out of the super cities, we're seeing, I, I just don't view as a, as a technically a small market comparatively to the way that we've looked at it before. I look at, you know, the all-star game coming here. I look at, you know, this has got to be the place for the Olympics um, in the future. And I look at what we have here with, with Don and Rudy and Coach Quinn and, and uh, this organization, it's... Um, you know, I think there's probably a lot of big market teams that probably wish they were in our spot a little bit. And um, I think the fan base in Utah for where we're going, the tech, I mean, we're, we're top two or three tech destination right now in the United States. And we're, we're way above our weight class and what we've been able to accomplish. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a kid who's, you know, been able to do things in Utah that in the eyes of everyone else, we couldn't do. And so to be honest, I'm just excited. And I love, I love Utah. And I, I think that, you know, my partners who have come in with me, you know, not being from Utah, they've, they've said, we're all in on the jazz. We're all in on Utah. And um, I, I think COVID's definitely helped that. I mean, there's not a day that goes by where someone's either not in town skiing or, you know, leaving San Francisco and California to come to Utah. And um, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool spot to be in a, in a time that, you know, we, we haven't always been in this spot in Utah. And so there's some great trends and waves that we can catch. All right. Next question will be from Ryan Miller. Hey, Ryan, Ryan Miller from KSL.com. Um, you mentioned you were on the, you ran a very major tech company. What's the difference between running that 
and running an NBA team, what do you think will the difference be? Um, I don't know yet. I'll be honest with you. I, I think that, um, you know, in talking with, with Adam and, and the league, I think, I think one of the things that, that we've talked a lot about is just leveraging the good that, that I can bring in. Um, I'm probably about as fortunate as anyone in the history of the NBA to be able to come into an organization that the Millers have built. I mean, my goodness, from, from the leadership uh, to Quinn and, and, and Dennis and the, and the team and the team we have. I mean, the Millers is, I always use this quote from Barack Obama. It's like when, when people would go low, they would go high. They've gone high on every single thing that they've ever done. I mean, it's been 35 years of just taking the high road and doing what's right for the community. And I, I've said this in a couple of interviews is that I've never been through a transaction like this where, um, and, and I've been through a few where there was really three parties. There was uh, Gail and the Miller family. There was myself um, as a buyer. And then there was this third party, which was the community. And legitimately, I think the third party had the biggest voice at every single moment. And I hope that in sports and all of sports in a transition that um, everyone can look at the way the Millers have done this is an example of how it should be. And I'm thrilled that they're, they're still going to stay in and stay close and be a part of it and um, be able to, you know, in Gail's, in Gail's position, just to be able to keep doing what Gail does and give, I mean, she's just such an asset to the community and, and it's true and, and everyone feels that way. So, um, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited. Next up, Andy Larson. Aaron, Andy Larson from the Trib. Uh, wanted to ask just, first of all, you know, you, you brought in these minority partners that we, we heard about today and kind of who are these minority partners? What is their share in the team and kind of what do you expect their role to be moving forward? Yeah. So, so look, I think when we, when this, you know, when I was discussing with the Millers and this deal came about, you know, you're kind of asking yourself, okay, in this situation, do you want to have partners or not? And there's a lot of different ways that teams build together or come together. And we really got a chance to build this from the ground up. And, and just like my tech company that, that we started, we asked ourselves, okay, if we were to bring in a partner on the tech side, what, what would they have to be? And um, you know, Ryan Sweeney at Excel and the Excel Partners Group, um, they're, they're one of the top venture capital firms in the world. And, you know, I chose to partner with them 10 years ago because they made us better. And, um, and then Mike Cannon-Brooks in Australia, who, um, you know, you guys will, will get to know or can follow him. I mean, he's, he's, he's like an Elon Musk of Australia. There's, there's, and we've known each other for 10 years. And there's two things. Number one is they both love Utah. And, you know, they come out here um, and they, they've been coming for years. And, you know, that was an easy decision for me to give them a call. I only made two phone calls and they were both like, hey, I'm, I'm in. And that just doesn't happen in the league. Um, you know, normally it's kind of a struggle or this or that. And they just said, no, like we love the jazz. We love the organization. And the further we got into it, the more exciting they were. And they're just here to help. I mean, I think that. You know, I have thought partners that we can call and, um, you know, we'll, I'll make all the basketball decisions and all the ownership group decisions. But, um, you know, I'm just thrilled to be in, in business with folks like this. And I think I think the Millers are the same way where they'll make us better and they'll make Utah better. I think from a tech standpoint, I mean, having having um, the individuals who had the foresight to back a Facebook, a Groupon, um, Venmo, Goat, all these amazing Instacart, all these amazing companies. Um, 
and really help build Utah, that's, that's a gift. And um, I'm excited about that. And then if you look at the Australian market, like uh, Australia punches so far above their weight class with NBA players and 12 players and uh, in the league right now, and, and Mike being the first minority owner um, from Australia, um, that's pretty special. And I know they're going to like it. And I hope that the Jazz are Australia's team from here on out. All right, Sarah Todd. Hi, Ryan. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Um, you bought the team during a really precarious time for a couple of reasons. Number one, COVID and all of the struggles that that has created for the league and every team. And then also uh, in a year when they were likely to enter the luxury tax. And so I'm wondering from a financial perspective, were there fears of buying the team during this time and how comfortable you are paying into the luxury tax? Well, we're in the luxury tax. So that's, that answers that question. <laughs> um, and I think we were pretty thoughtful about that and, and working through that. Um, but, you know, we have a special group. I mean, when you have Donovan and Rudy and, um, favors wants to come back and, and JC wants to stay here and a coach like Quinn, like everyone feels it here. Everyone knows, knows where we're at. And so there's on, there's that piece. Um, as far as like the pandemic and, and, and how that works. Um, yeah, it is an interesting time. I mean, if you were to draw it up, it's, it's probably not the time you would pick, but, um, coming into this with the thought that, the, the team that I've grown up cheering for that I was playing junior jazz for, you know, the Millers have had it for 35 years. And I told myself, no matter what goes on at the beginning of October, that we're not going to blink and we're going to, we're going to go all in and we're going to commit to this. And um, that's the way it's been. And um, you know, the management team here that the Millers have put in place, they're confident, they're accurate. Um, they, they're, they're pretty, predictable and, and how they see the financial side of this. And, um, you know, and also the fan base. I mean, there's a lot of discussions around the league on what is this going to do for the fan base? We have the top five season ticket renewal, um, you know, in, in the league already. Um, the, our, our fan base loves our jazz and they love, they love, love Utah. And I think that showed up in the data, not in social media, in the data. And that was super encouraging for all of us that, um, so many of our fans are bullish on, on this team and this organization. And um, that's a legacy and culture that have been built here in Utah. And I'm excited to try to add to it however we can. All right. Eric Walden will be next. Hey, Ryan. Eric Walden from the Salt Lake Tribune. Nice to meet you. Hey, what's up? Uh, so you've been very complimentary of of what the millers have built and uh you know the the infrastructure that they've put in on the organization i'm just wondering how you envision kind of putting your own imprint your own stamp on on the organization and and kind of how eager are you to to kind of get your hands dirty immediately or or, or are you looking to kind of just sit back and and get the lay of the land as it were yeah. I mean, look, I'm, I'm eager. I'm learning as fast as I can. I mean, this is a little bit of a different world, but there's a lot of principles that, that trans, transform. Um, you know, I've built my whole career around experiences and, you know, we go and we work with 12,000 brands to say, Hey, how can we help them predict a better experience? How can we help the customer experience? And so naturally I'm coming in from an experience lens, which is, okay, what is the employee experience of the, 
of the Utah Jazz organization? What's the what's the player experience when you play here? What's the fan experience like? What happens when you come as an opposing player and you get off the bus? Like, what what is that experience? And um, I view the world that way. That's what I do for a living. And so um, that's the angle I'm taking. And there's always room to design and improve those experiences across the board. And um, because it's not a static world and that's always changing. And so I, I looked around at all the experiences and we have such a great foundation to start from, but there is, and there always will be um, a continuous improvement cycle on that. And, and, you know, the, the, the fan experience and the way we stream and consume games and, and the way we consume media right now, I mean, that's, that's evolving at a rate that, you've got to be active on it. And so I'm, I'm pretty excited to jump in and help in, in those areas. And, you know, we have some of the best partners in the world for this, and it should be a pretty good competitive advantage here in Utah. Great. Next will be David Locke. Hi, Ryan, David Locke. Uh, I find there's something interesting in NBA ownership. You, Steve Ballmer, Joe Sy, you all had incredible wins and they were in a win-win environment. How do you th- the adjustment to a zero sum or even worse than zero sum one wins in 29 in a sense loses. What do you think that adjustment is? And, and how do you think you combat that, that concept that you're, you know, so used to winning and now have moved into a, a world where winning is almost impossible. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a closed market, right? We've been dealing in open markets where there can be a lot of um, princes and princesses in the kingdom, right. And in the league, it's, it's very, you know, um, very unique where there is crown. You are crowning one, one champion at the end. And um, I think you just go compete. <laughs> that's, all, that's all there is to it. I want to win. And um, so does Balmer. I've talked to him. So does Cuban. <laughs> like, and reality is, is um, it's hard and we're going to lose games. We're going to lose. I mean, if I look at a 35 year history, I mean, think about, you know, we're, we're taking over the second winning franchise in the last 30 years, right? But there's more to do. We all know that. Um, but what I am encouraged about is culture. And I've talked to Q a lot about that. And I, and not only talked to, I've seen the culture that is created here with the Jazz from the front row for so long. And I, I just love what we've got. And to me, that's more important. I think that's also pretty attractive to players and people wanting to be here. And I think we saw that with JC and Faves. Like, we're at a time where people are going, yeah, I, I want to be in Utah, right? And that's, that's pretty exciting. And um, I think that's just going to continue. That's just going to continue. We're just seeing the tip of that. All right, Nayo Campbell. Hi, I'm Nayo from utahjazz.com. Um, and so I've been doing some reading and Ryan Sweeney actually revealed that you can dunk a basketball. So okay. I want to know if this is something that you will showcase in the future. I'll invite you all. No, uh, I don't know. It's been a little bit, but um, I'm 42 years old. So we'll give it a try. Yeah, I've, I've done it in the past. I've done it recently, but we'll, uh, we'll see. I've got I've to be on my game. <laughs> All right, next up, Jacob Hatch. Ryan, Jake Hatch from the Zone Sports Network. Uh, I wanted to ask you, in terms of how analytics are revolutionizing the NBA overall, you deal with this, you said, in customer experience, but Qualtrics has a lot of data under their umbrella. 
how do you anticipate using that data to help you kind of push things forward with this franchise? Well, I think there's the business side, um, which is, is really kind of a, a lot of the gold mine, but there's also, um, the basketball side and I'm, I'm impressed really on what we're doing on the basketball side. I mean, you know, Quinn's got such an amazing staff and we've got data folks all over and that's been a transition in the league. And, um, so I think, I think we've already got a pretty good foundation and I'll be able to help. I mean, like we're, we're using Qualtrics like crazy through the COVID testing, the protocol, like I, <laughs> what do you want for lunch? I mean, Qualtrics is being used and getting that real time data is, is awesome. And we'll continue to bring that. We'll continue to bring other technology. I think that um, if we look at the access we have to technology, um, you know, there is a pretty, pretty amazing lineup of, of tech that's, you know, available. And, and, and also, you know, just being part of a 4,000 person organization, um, and Qualtrics, like there's a lot of carryover from a tech standpoint and best practices and things we can do. Um, and so I'm, I'm really excited about that. And it's, it's not a thing of the past. It's current. It's current. And I think just being current on both sides helps. Next, we have a follow-up from Andy Larson with the Salt Lake Tribune. You only get one question, Andy. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to know, obviously, you know, the, the TV deal ending soon, um, kind of what your thoughts are on, that and what jazz fans might expect in, in that lane, kind of how to watch the jazz moving forward. Yeah. I mean, look, I think there's a broader trend in, um, in media right now. And it's actually in tech in general, especially consumerization of technology that, you know, how you watch digital media is how they expect it. It's no different than a mobile app where, you know, if you're on social media on a mobile app, when you go to your bank, you're going to want that same experience period, hard stop. And, you know, every bank's had to go and figure out how to make their app as easy to use as TikTok and, you know, Insta. And so if you go through that and you say, well, how does that translate to the jazz? I mean, I think there's two trends. Number one, there is 100 million NBA fans out there, right? And, and I think sometimes we get a little insular and we think, oh, well, it's just, it's just the folks along the Wasatch Front or di different parts. And um, I think Australia is a great example. I mean, you know. Um, with Mike down there and everything that we've done, it's like, okay, what, what do we do? Like, how do, how do folks consume? Is it, is it the Mike's got to wake up at three in the morning to do this? I mean, or, or how, how, how do we have a, an opportunity to do that? Um, and then just really working with our, our, our television partner. And I'm excited. I haven't sat down with him yet. I'm excited to say, Hey, like, what are you working on? How do we do this? What are the models that can work? And I, I think we have a lot of flexibility. Actually, I think we have more flexibility in Utah than probably some of these other markets, even bigger markets, um, because, um, you know, there's, there's things that we can do, um, by, by all working together. So as we look at that, um, you know, it, it, at the same time, we have different cohorts of fans. We have fans who are younger. We have fans who are digital first. We have fans who just want to sit in their lazy boy and watch. And you know what? Um, all of those are perfect. <laughs> like we want all the bands. And so, um, I do believe that we can do better at, at, at not just a one size fits all. And I'm excited to go help with that. Um, and that's part of the fan experience. And, and by the way, you know, we probably didn't have this opportunity or problem. However you want to look at it. I look at it as an opportunity five to 10 years ago. I mean, this is new and it's only going to get worse and, you know, or better depending on how you look at it. Um, but I'm, I'm excited for that challenge. And this is right in our wheelhouse. All right, we have another follow-up. This will be from Sarah Todd at the Deseret News. Brian, what's the 
sort of learning curve been like over the past couple of months? How much have you, um, have you sat in with meetings with Dennis and Justin or with Quinn? What's, what's been the process? Yeah. I mean, like, look, I, you know, I sat in the draft, I, I was there and I, you know, they've done such a great job and the Millers have as well saying, Hey, look, like let's, let's use this time to try to get you up to speed, even though, um, you know, the organization's in place and everyone's running and like Quinn will grab me when I'm up here and say, just come sit in this meeting. Let me just explain defense, like how we work. And, and uh, that's just been so, everyone's been so amazing. Um, but look, I'm not going to, it's not like once I've learned something, I'm going to go in and chime in to what the basketball side of the house is really doing. I'm just here to help. Um, you know, I truly believe that we hire the best and we let them roll and, um, and then augment them with anything they need help with or anything that I or our group can do. And, um, that's a great, that's a great position to be in and, you know, being able to come in with people who are so well-respected around the league, um, that people want to play for and a system that works. And um, I just feel truly blessed because I can see a lot of situations where it really wasn't that way. And so I'd be coming in, you know, and making some, you know, kind of starting from the ground up. And uh, that's, that's pretty exciting. I mean, uh, the, if you think about, I, I would argue this is one of the best teams that we've had on the floor um, since I've been a season ticket holder and um, to be able to come in, and, I mean, it's typical Miller fashion. It's like they want to give it to you with with, with the best, and um, that's just that's just how they roll. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Ryan, you, you mentioned earlier that you're 42. That makes you uh, either the youngest or, or second youngest after Robert Perrin, Memphis. How, if at all, does that kind of uh, change what's what's going to come next? Um, so I think I'm the youngest by a little bit, like, I don't know if it's nine months or something like that. And I know within, you know, our group, we're definitely the youngest from, I think Cannon Brooks is 41 and Sweeney's 43. Um, but we're not, we're not 26. I mean, come on. I, I mean, we've all got a bunch of kids and, and have run pretty large organizations. And, um, no, I, I don't, I don't think that there's some, magic award you get for, for being young. I think that, um, I think the advantage is, I think there's a little bit of a help we can make with, with driving the intersection of, um, the NBA and where it's going from a media standpoint, from player standpoint. Um, but you know, even jumping in with the jazz, it's not like there's these holes that are being blocked because of youth. No, it's, um, it actually has nothing to do with it. Um, but I, I'm excited. That just happens to be a headline that says, hey, this is your age, right? Where in tech, I feel old, <laughs> right? So. All right, next, uh, David James, follow-up question. Ryan, social justice issues and Black Lives Matter obviously came to the forefront this summer. There's a portion of the fan base that embraced it and a portion that did not. You've undoubtedly heard about that. What do you want to see going forward? Well, look, I mean, we talked a lot about experience. I mean, you've seen what we've done for five for the fight. And if you think about it, um, you know, we raised $26 million for cancer because it's a crappy experience. There's, there's nothing that is as bad of a, an experience as systemic racism and it exists. And, you know, I, I'll tell you one of the optimistic things from the fan base is, you know, there might be a lot of social media buzz, but 
our fans from a data standpoint are, are behind us. I think we had one sweet issue and, um, I don't think that we're going to do anything but leverage this platform to do good. Um, if you think of what we've done at Qualtrics on this front, um, it's not that we're going to be anti-racist. We're going to be actively anti-racist as an organization. And that means we're going to take our time and our energy, and we're going to use this platform to help make our communities more equitable from education to um, healthcare. And, you know, this is going to be one of the things we do and it should have been done a hell of a long time ago. I don't know why we're, we're in this spot and I just, I'm unapologetic about it. And I stand with our guys. All right. Uh, ben Anderson, kslsports.com follow-up. A far less important matter, but how much attention do you feel like you have to shift now to the team compared to what you've done with Qualtrics? And does it include even like traveling the way Cuban does with the Mavericks and going to all the games? Well, no, I, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, um, I'm learning about the league a lot. Most of it happens at night, right? So, um, you know, it, it actually works out perfect. I'm all, I'm all in in Qualtrics and, and, and building that. I mean, we've got a pretty exciting year coming up um, on that front. Um, I'll, I'll go with the team. Like, I went to, I went to L.A. and, um, you know, when I can. But I also have a family and, and other responsibilities. And, um, you know, it's not what I do full time. Um, but I'm, I'm here as much as I'm needed and as much as I feel like I can add value, but at the same time, um, you know, we're, we're pretty busy. And so I think that's helpful as well because it, it allows Quinn and, and Dennis and Justin and, and everyone to be able to run. But at the same time, um, you know, you see me at nights and, and this is a commitment. It's a big commitment. I mean, it was a huge commitment to the Millers. I mean, you look at, Gail not missing games and, and doing that. I think that, um, you know, that's a stewardship that no one thinks about is the commitment level of, of always being on for the team. And we're, we're ready for that. And um, we're ready for that as a family. And you kind of have to be. Um, and um, so that, that's how I think about it. And, and there'll be times where we need to spend a lot more time with the Jazz. And there's times when, you know, I really don't have anything to add. All right. It uh, looks like we have one last question. Uh, Jay Catch again from The Zone. Yeah, Ryan, I building off that a little bit. How are you going to balance yeah, your family time, time between Qualtrics, the Jazz? Do you, do you feel like you have to prioritize? How are you going to handle all that? Yeah, Jake, you just do it, right? I mean, uh, you just do it. And that's, uh, that's, that's what you do. I mean, this is a huge – it's a huge responsibility for the, um, for the community. I mean, a lot of people have asked, well, this has got to be a dream. And I look at it a little bit more that it's responsibility. And, you know, I've sat next to the Millers for a long time where we're there having an experience, but they're, they're hosting. And sometimes the host isn't having the most fun, right. Of any party. And they've been able to provide this amazing experience for all of us. And, um, but I, but I know, I know the good that comes from the community. You know, I hear, I hear this crazy stuff on social media or other people in the media where it's saying, Hey, look, we don't need professional sports. No, there's nothing more that we need right now than to be able to get behind the jazz and the team because um, like we need it and we don't, we don't know how much we need it. And um, I, the outpouring that I've seen from our community and how excited people are. And when Don signed and like how big of a deal that is, I mean, he'll never understand the impact of 
of his impact on the community. And, you know, um, I think that, I think that people really, really want that. They want something to cheer for and they want something to smile about right now more than ever. And, um, I think, I think everyone feels that responsibility. If, if, if the world knew, if the world knew what our players are going through just to get on the court right now. I mean, I've had to go through the COVID process and it is amazing. It is amazing how much they're testing, how, how much they have to come in um, just to be able to go in and practice and th- they need it. And I, I just, I'm really, um, I'm just really thrilled at how the NBA is executing to be able to even make this possible um, because there's probably a lot of, a lot of teams that would not figure out a way or not organizations that would not figure out a way. And um, I'm just watching the caution for safety first from the league, even though it comes at a massive cost just to be able to, to, to get out there. And um, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty inspiring from not only an organizational standpoint, but a business standpoint, just to see um, how you can execute and um, how much the community really needs it right now. And so, in some ways, this is a really good time to take over because you can feel how much of a part of the community the Jazz are, and that's exciting. Okay, that's all for today. Thank you so much, Ryan. All right, there you go. Uh, that is the Ryan Smith, I guess we'll call it an introductory press conference as it becomes official. He is the new owner or, or the leader of an ownership group uh, in now in stewardship of the Utah Jazz. We are live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Tom is jumping on with us. Tom, it is great to see you, buddy. How are you? Jake. What's going on? We are ready. This is the last few days for the procrastinators. It's crunch time. And let me tell you, we're going to make a commitment today. You come in and buy it today, tomorrow, Monday. I'm going to get it delivered and set up by Christmas if it's in stock stuff. You are good to the procrastinators. Boom. So let's start with adjustable beds. We've sold two uh, today. Um, People who uh, have heard us on the air previously and they said, gosh, we really need it for Christmas. Can you make it happen? I'm going to do the Queen, made in USA, memory foam mattress, made in USA, uh, incredible mattress. Yeah. Um, and it's made by the, you know, I don't know how to say it nicely, the friendly ghost mattress. Ah, yes. We're going to do the mattress with the base that's the Bluetooth base, the, the nice entire one. package for right. $8.99. We'll deliver it and set it up for 75 bucks today, tomorrow only. So you can get that bed, which is amazing, by the way. Amazing. Uh, with that mattress, which uh, is amazing, amazing, by the way. And, uh, and delivery for less than $1,000. $2,900 deal. We're going to do it for $899. We'll do the setup and delivery for 75 bucks, And today and tomorrow only, Clayton says, I can't do this again. But I said, I'm going to do it anybody who's procrastinated to help them get off the fence. I'm going to give you a free mattress protector today. And wow, that's worth a couple hundred bucks. It's a deal. All right. Get on it. It's the warehouse. Tom's booming it out for you procrastinators. 1825 South, 300 West. Don't forget about the Orem location, 86 East, University Parkway. Uh, we'll get to Football Friday coming up next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
You're listening to another edition of Football Fridays with Alema Harrington and Ron McBride on The Big Show. Presented by Stonehaven Dental on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's a big show on a Football Friday live from the warehouse, 1825 Boom. South, 300 West. Prices so low, it'll blow your mind. It's the warehouse. Yeah. Jake Scott, Alema Harrington, Gordon Monson, and uh, Coach Mack will jump on here in a moment. And we do need to. Uh, you got me, Austin. You got my mic. Okay. We do need to tease this. Coming up at the top of the three o'clock hour, uh, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have a chance to talk to. Yeah. Um, if I have my way, we might. I might convince him by the time he gets on the air to. Be with BYU. We'll see if that. So don't announce that he's a USC commit until we bring him on. Because you still I've got, have I've work got to do. 20 minutes right now. Jackson to work Dart my magic. We'll be on the show. At the top of three o'clock hour. You are a recruiter. You you is you that, are BYU is blue. Is that legal? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, like, I'm not sure what the legalities are of that. So I guess my ignorance, you know, might save me. Um, whether or not I'm, I'm an agent of the, a university, which I'm not. I don't think BYU claims me, so that's pretty. Do they not claim me now? So we're safe. (laughs) We're we're safe. I'm looking forward to this, you know, because I covered this kid's career from when he was at Roy to, of course, Corner Canyon. So I'm I'm excited to find out kind of how this decision went down and um, get some information from him. Um, real quick, and I know it's Football Friday, and, and we're playing a little catch-up because the press conference uh, went a little bit long. Uh, but, Gordon, I just want your quick initial reaction to the press conference. And, and Alema, I want to get yours as well, of course. You're a big part of, of jazz coverage uh, on the TV broadcast. But, Gordon, your, your reaction to uh, the Ryan Smith presser? Well, he said uh, he said some of the things that he told me when I talked with him. Uh, we covered a lot of his background that uh, wasn't brought up during this uh, this press conference but uh, I think you can tell by listening to that uh, the excitement level and the energy that this guy has there is no doubt that he's going to bring a whole lot of that to the team and he doesn't strike me as a guy who's going to shy away from doing what's necessary to win at the highest level that the Jazz can do that now it's his money to spend not mine it's his taxes to pay not mine but I would imagine that uh, he's, he wants to be respectful of the Millers and not come in. And You know how sometimes when there's a replacement for somebody mm-hmm. else, if we're going to do this and we're going <laughs> to conquer the world and all that. So they're trying to be respectful because he does have great respect for the Millers and, and Gail uh, in particular. But, uh, but I, I think he's got some ideas that he thinks can make this uh, a better environment a better uh, a better result and so yeah, yeah i mean I, he that came across in the press conference there are other things that we can talk about later in the show that uh, i can share with uh, our listeners that i learned about him that uh, things that weren't covered I, I would echo what what you just said gordon about the energy and anybody that's been around ryan smith i, I think you you become aware of that almost immediately um, this passion that he has, this drive that he has. And one of the things that, that he said um, that he talked about in, in one of the, the calls that, that I was on, um, talking about just what he's looking for is, is in a lot of ways to, to reshape the way that, that people look at Salt Lake City or the state of Utah and, um, and, and, and kind of, I think, bringing us as the Jazz as a franchise – 
um, as kind of a beacon in, in Salt Lake City and something that that will attract people to the state of Utah. And so that, that, that there's a you know that's a a, a big um, you know undertaking right there. The other thing for for me is just his you know willingness to allow people to just come in here now and and let's let's go a hundred percent one of the things he said is like uh, i'm all for i don't want anybody to be apprehensive and if you make a mistake going 100 miles an hour there you know there's plenty of forgiveness for that um but but to just sit by and and wait for things to happen uh he's looking for i, I think some some real new energy in the franchise, which I can appreciate. My favorite. You heard him. Was, you heard him a couple. You heard him a couple times use the, the that term. Uh, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's a saying at Qualtrics that they uh, they use as sort of a, a company motto, uh, being all in and everything that that implies. And I think that will be his approach with the Jazz, no doubt. My favorite answer was when he was asked if he was would go into the luxury tax, and he said, well, we're already there. So that answers <laughs> that question. Uh, pretty hilarious. All right, we'll have more Football Friday coming up next, live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. Breaking down the Utes, Cougars, and the Aggies. This is Football Fridays with Alema Harrington and Ron McBride on The Big Show. Presented by Stonehaven Dental on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's a big show on a football Friday. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Alema Harrington, Coach Mack, live from the warehouse. 1825 South, 300 West. Stay tuned. Coming up, top three o'clock hour. Jackson Dart is going to jump on the show. I can't. I can't think of a, a time that we've been here with Coach Mack where we don't have just like celebs drop in. It's it's pretty you know? remarkable. Yeah it's, yeah, it's pretty regular. Didn't we have we had what Linda Hamilton a yeah. couple of weeks ago? <laughs> Papa P. Yeah, Papa P. Rolls in, and then of course you know Coach Mack. I don't know if you saw this. I, this is my Christmas card that I got from the Ron McBride Foundation. <laughs> And uh, um, had some really cool pictures on here. And I was t- telling Coach Mack how proud I was of him and the money that they raised it, because the money really goes to great programs. But, you know, during the, the, the Christmas season, you get Christmas cards from various people and whatnot. I was very excited to get this and um, very cool to, to have, you know, opportunity to work with Coach Mack on this show. Just all the things that this man represents and so grateful for him. You know what I thought was cool? Uh, so I, I got one of those Christmas yeah. cards, which, uh, I'm now I don't feel and, as and special, but no, okay. no, 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 but, but <laughs> no, this is, this is how cool coach Mack yeah. is that I noticed inside the Christmas card. He's yeah. taken the time to write a little yes. note and sign it himself. You know, if, if this were the Gordon Monson foundation, that would have been a stamp, <laughs> <laughs> a stamp Gordon, and Gordon just <laughs> sent right away. You know, he, t- he takes the time to write a little note uh, and say, thanks. yeah, that, that's me. Meaningful. Does Gordon want to defend himself? Yeah, or Gordon, I know. No, no, just just fire away. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, but I I did think that that was uh, that was very nice. Yeah, that's how cool Coach Mac is. He'll take the time. Yeah, write you a little note. And this is a Christmas season, man. And I, I heard Tom talking about some of the specials. I always do this when I'm here, and as you know, um, you know, I, I like to do a little you know survey of the the area especially the back part of uh, the warehouse here. 
and go and see what kind of what kind of deals we can anticipate. So I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm also looking forward to talking about Boca Raton. Indeed. Because, uh, you know, the, the BYU football team headed, of course, to, to play in a bowl game. And really, uh, to, to me, uh, I'm excited for the venue, the opponent, and there's a lot of people that are salty about that, right? And I've always felt like, how many people are really happy about their bowl opponent? Unless I mean, unless you're playing it in, in one the, of the, the Rose Bowl yeah. or, or you know something that's a New Year's Six. How many people are really even for for the University of Utah undefeated season their first time around? Pitt, right? Playing Pitt, and so you know the, that was kind of a downer for the being the the BCS Busters uh, to to roll in and play against Pitt. But my my point being this. How often are you really that excited about your bowl opponent? BYU, Utah, and the Vegas Bowl. That was good. That was act. That, you know that that if if we could have gotten something like that, I think that would have been ideal. But uh, you know, Utah, that's wishing for a lot. Utah against Georgia Tech and Megatron was a pretty good. You remember that bowl game uh, in? Uh, what was that, San Francisco, Gordon? You were probably at that game. Was it in that... San Francisco on a baseball field, though? Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> come on. Come you on, You remember man. that game? Yeah. Bowl games I, on baseball fields are the worst. I know. I, I remember looking out. And that out. was sloppy weather, if I, don't, if, I, if I remember correctly. I remember looking out uh, when, when uh, see, it was, it was not particularly great weather, but it was looking out from the baseball press box. <laughs> Which was not uh, a good place to look at a football game. Yeah. yeah. BYU's had a couple of opponents in the Vegas Bowl I was ex- excited about. They played Oregon down there yeah. one year. That was you pretty know, cool. They, you know, well, UCLA they, down there one UCLA, year. UCLA, so a Pac-12 opponent, I think, is, is you can be excited about that. But <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, but, that's a really inside joke, but, but that's I, really I, hilarious. My, my point is that you're not always that excited. For me, for BYU, because they, you know, this is the reward for the season, and for Kalani to be able to send his seniors out this way, um, where they get to go to a bowl game, and those that are married, you take your wife along. If you got kids, you know, you, you know, they they come along. Um, it's a real family thing, and and always has been since the days in the '80s when I was playing. And we were consistently going to the Holiday Bowl, but we did a few other bowl games along the way. But for for me, I just still look at this as th- this is an opportunity for them to go out on a high note, um, go down, play your best football. I love that you know we're not waiting a whole month before the bowl game. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's, to it's me, right it's here. really nice that we're playing this. Yeah. We you know we're a week away, less than a week away from this game. So um, bowl games are going to start to to roll around, and and so we get to enjoy that and. Um, the, I think the timing actually worked out kind of nicely. It's kind of fun to have it where it is. But I, the big question for me going into this bowl game is going to be, you know, it, Zach Wilson is, is headed for the NFL, right? The last thing you want is an injury to to your quarterback that's headed to, to you know, the, the next level. So you got to make sure that you got him protected um, and, you know, Hopefully, you want you know Zach Wilson to be all in in this thing and and kind of go out and and give his best uh, on that last you know night that he'll be playing in a in a BYU uniform. All right, we'll get to more coming up next. Uh, Jackson Dart is going to jump on the show right around the corner. 
new USC commit mm. going down there to play Trojans a little, in the little quarterback. House. Uh, we'll <laughs> talk to him about uh, how he came to his uh, decision and uh, if he's ex- uh, excited about his future, which I sure that he is. We are here at the warehouse, 1825 South. 300 west price is so low it'll blow your mind and uh gordon uh tom is is uh talking to the procrastinators today you know the 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 guys like you and me who put it all off to the last second you're making sure we're taking care of aren't you tom jake my brother good to see you look we have world famous celebrities in the store uh, today you future usc quarterbacks hanging out at the warehouse no big deal. I love this kid. I just don't love USC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet he's got a lot of that uh, uh, recently. I bet he's heard that a time or two. Uh, I'll bet he'll hear that a lot in the next few months, but that's just because we're jealous. We want him in Utah. That's all. Just a little jealousy. It all comes from a good place. <laughs> Coach, how are you? But uh, we're blowing some minds today. We're helping folks who may have put it off to the last minute. Well, let's let's talk about the the procrastinators um if you have been if you need a spare bedroom because you've got family coming and and the family's limited because of covid we've got the perfect deal instead of buying a you know off the internet mattress for 9.99 or 12.99 i'm going to sell you an adjustable bed that they are 2900 dollars for we'll sell it to you for 899 dollars for a queen Includes a made-in-USA gel-infused memory foam mattress, uh, one of the best bases in the industry that has the Bluetooth-compatible. And, Jake, you know what that is. You're smarter than Oh, yeah. Hey, Siri, raise up my feet. Hey, Siri, raise up my head. We'll do the whole package for $8.99. We'll deliver it for $75. We will also, today and tomorrow, only give you a free mattress protector. Awesome. Real quick, we'll also do a king deal. It's the last time we'll ever do it. I've got three bases. Anybody needs a solid King, I've got the King gel-infused memory foam mattress with the adjustable head-up, foot-up base. It's got a couple of preset memories, so you find your favorite spot, set the memory. I'm going to do the whole package for $14.99. The mattress is $14.99. The base is $23.99 at our competitors. Incredible. Boom. Come and see us. 1825 South, 300 West. Don't forget about Uncle Clayton down there in Orem, 86 East University Parkway. Jackson Dart jumps on the show as well as Coach Matt. Coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.